It's time for Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with two Nephites, Jimmy McKnight and Derek Everett. And we're going to talk about In Another Life. I love this song, Derek. Is this one of your favorites? One of my favorites. This one in West Hills, they're my two favorite on the on the album. As I was listening and getting ready for the episode, it had a favorite. I have one of, my, one of the lines in here is my favorite, and when we get to it, I'll talk about it and tell you why. But it is a good song. Uh, Jimmy's going to break it down like only Jimmy can and go to the Apple... Uh, words of Brandon Flowers, and if you don't agree with Brandon Flowers' own words about the song, then you're probably not a fan of the Killers or, or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to make it sound a little more legit than we are. Uh, there is a TV show that I meant to bring up, and I think I said it was called Another Life or something at one point. But have you ever heard of Ordinary Joe? I think it's what sounds it's familiar. It's a new TV show, and it came out right about the time. And I'm sure it's just a coincidence. It was about the same time. The CD came out, or the album came out, and it's basically a guy that has three different timelines going at the same time. If he made a different choice, it's almost like a choose your own adventure. Oh wow! But in one of the one of the timelines, he's a he's a rock star. The other one, he's like a nurse, and then the third one, he's a cop. And then it goes back and forth between them, and, huh. and it starts when he's a, like a college graduation, and he talks to this one girl and gets invited to a party, and then it goes from there. One time he goes to the party, another one he doesn't. And all the things that happen in your life. And so when this song came out, it just kind of reminded me of that show for whatever reason of like, in another life, like the whole butterfly effect. If you do one thing, your whole life could be different. If you made a different choice, if you went right instead of left or took the the blue pill instead of the red pill or whatever. So I I like that. I like thinking about things. Uh, I think it was, maybe it was Clint that we were interviewing or maybe it was Waddy. Anyways, they were saying how, Sometimes different songs, you know, they have different meanings, different phrases, kind of get a little deeper that way. I like that kind of stuff. So the song, for whatever reason, besides the beat and stuff, I really like the song. So I'll let you go ahead with your Apple thing, but I had to say that before I forgot. Well, what's the other What's the other effect that you love to talk about where people think they know something from their childhood or something like that? What's the Mandela. That? The Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. That's one of my favorites, too. That's a whole different <laughs> rabbit hole. I just wanted to bring that one up. That's a fun one to look into. If you, if you want to if you want to talk about the Mandela effect, you can you can hit me up on all the social medias, and uh, we'll go down that rabbit hole. But that's nothing killer related, or is it? I don't know. Well, I'm only not. We tell. can tie anything in we want, I guess. Whether it's done well or not, that's up to the listeners <laughs> to decide. But so the Apple preview or the Apple intro from Brandon says this about in another life. He said, "I think everyone goes through things like wondering what life would have been like." if we'd done things differently. Or if not, at least you wonder if your significant other is going through that. And I think this guy is just questioning the choices that he's made and wondering if he's measuring up to what his wife had hoped that he would be. It's definitely a sad song seeped in melancholy. So it's funny that he says that at the end because, um, you know, I think it's another example where the, the tone of the song doesn't necessarily fit that. To me, it's not melancholy. It doesn't sound melancholy, you know, if you were just to take the instrumental... Uh, track and you know I like to jam out to this one and so to me it's not it's not melancholy but yeah the lyrics it, when you get into it it's definitely you know it's definitely seeped in regret and what ifs and the, the interstitial as well it's a shorter interstitial but it's kind of a, a strange one because it has a couple different people talking uh, first one's talking about when he grew up you know he could go get a beer and that's about all the trouble he could get into and it's not that way now and that does this kind of fast forward on the on the tape machine, you know, a little like I don't know, I don't, I, I try to figure out what the these effects are scratch, for. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, was was that just like fast forwarding time to what it's like, you know, when the opioids come 
or what was that effect in there for, or was it just something because it sounded cool when they were mixing it? Who knows? Uh, but then it goes to another guy that's talking about, you know, op- opioids, and, you know, you take a one and you feel pretty good, but then it starts to be, you have to take more and more to feel better and better. And uh, he says that you're just trying to escape. And kind of with the song and how it's laid out and the album and how it's laid out, there's kind of a theme there about trying to trying to escape or, or go out and have a different a different life almost. So um, I, as far as all the those interstitials go, this one, probably one of my favorite interstitials too, I guess, if I had to rank them. But uh, it was just kind of interesting how it, it goes from, you know, something that's like, well, we can go out and get a little trouble and have a, have a beer or something like that to, uh, I'm addicted to opioids and I'm just trying to, you know, escape. So, There are two lines in the interstitial that really stuck out to me. The first one is where he says, it's all here now. So, you know, he's talking about how back in the day there was, there was beer and that was probably about it. And, you know, it just goes with the theme, the opioid theme of the album is that, you know, how widespread it is and how, how easy it is to get for if you're looking for it. And so that line, it's all here now, is just kind of, you know, brings it brings it full circle to say, you know, you can't stop it now, it's here. Um, you can maybe try to control it, but it's here and it's it's affecting people. And then the other line, like you, you alluded to, is everyone's just trying to escape something. So, you know, he, he's, whether, whatever it is, you know, it's, it's mainly rooted in escape and, you know, trying to forget what's happening or deal with grief or whatever it is. There's, you know, it's just a way of, Pretending you're in another, in another life, in in essence, to you know escape what's going on in your in your life right now. Yeah, I think that's the theme throughout the album. We have the train that's escaping, that's leaving the town. We have different opioids or, or different things where people are using different ways to, to escape their life or their reality. There's uh, talk of suicide to escape, you know, how you're feeling. There's infidelity, all the stuff in the small town. Uh, but it kind of goes back to Brandon's teenage years where he just wanted to escape and get out and kind of reflecting that he left and went back to Vegas and, and did his thing, but other people found different ways to escape, even if that was just staying in Nephi, uh, that sometimes people need to find a different outlet to, to escape that goes into the song. Yeah, one of the things that I read about uh, online, I don't remember who said it, sorry I'd credit you if I would have written it down. It's probably me. Somebody pointed out, probably on Reddit, that... Uh, how much this parts of this song sounds like reminds them of "Losing My Religion" by REM. As I listen to that song, you know the, the very the very first uh, part of the song, and it's, you know goes through the song and, and "Losing My Religion" sounds a lot to me like the sound it makes right before he goes into the chorus. Now, now it's hard not to hear. So go check that out. See what you think. Really but yeah, definitely see some inspiration there. I guess it wasn't me. It turns out. But... <laughs> Uh, now, yeah, it was just like it just comes right out the right out the gate. Is this the life you chose for yourself, or just how it ended up? So it's automatically like, is this what you wanted, or you know, is this your choice? Like, would you escape this if you could? Is this what you planned, or how it ended up? And I think a lot of times in life, if you were to think about things, it's like, is this my five year plan? Was this where I wanted to be, or did I just kind of stumble into it and here I am? And, I mean, it, it gets kind of like you are saying, that melancholy feel of, like, am I just trapped in a life that I don't want, or, or do I put myself here? Uh, going through the story, it's not the happiest of stories, but you can flip-flop that around, too. It can be a great, you know, life or great things are happening, and you can think, how did I end up here? Was this something I planned? Was it divine intervention, or is it just what happened, you know? And uh, I kind of like that, but it does come just right out of the gates, like, 
Am I stuck? Do I need to escape? Or was this my choice? Yeah, I think you could see someone asking themselves about their life. Did I deserve this? You know, from both perspectives, if, if you feel like your life is, is not great, you could ask yourself, did I deserve this life? And then, you know, if, it was, if you're a rock star with millions of dollars, you could also say, wow, did I deserve this? And, you know, I think this, this song definitely takes on the, the less fortunate perspective of, wow, is this really what I wanted? This is where I wanted to end up? Is this the, the best I could have done? And obviously, as, as a guy talking to his wife throughout this, it's, it's, again, from his perspective, and he's just kind of wondering, I guess, is this what his wife wanted with her life? Is, I'm sure he's reflecting, is this what I wanted with my life? It goes on to uh, Down These Empty Streets, and I, I thought Nephi, again, it's, just, it's, it's different than a big city. I, we say that a lot, and I feel like we're saying the obvious, but I remember driving around Nephi when we'd be, like, out in the summer, you know, out of school at, like, really late, early hours of the morning, and there's nobody. Like, there's nobody out. You can be on these back roads. Even in, in town, uh, we'd be driving around, and there's just no, there's no, they're empty, empty streets. And uh, you, you go to bigger cities and stuff, even if it's 2, 3 in the morning, you're going to pass a few cars, even coming in and out of, around neighborhoods. So that just kind of took me back to, to growing up in Nephi, or even coming home late from work sometimes, and, and different things you'd be, the only one out on the streets or you and your friends going around. We talk about going and, and driving around a lot. Um, that's probably, me and Jimmy have that connection growing up. That's one of the things that we did with all of our friends together. And I think a lot of people in Nephi have that. But also, it was just, I don't know, it just took me back to the time and place of driving around on hot summer nights. And there's just nobody for, for the whole time. It seems like the town is shut down. Yeah, I, I like this line too because it reminds me of, in my personal life, I've often thought uh, there's times when I'm late for things, and I think, why didn't I plan enough time to get here? It, you know, I just never, I didn't leave enough time. I think back to growing up, you didn't have to leave time to, to get somewhere because there was no traffic. It was, you know, how far, how long it took to get there. And so even now, all these years later, I, I still underestimate how long it takes to get places because of how fast I was able to get places on the empty streets. <laughs> your, uh, your concept of time and travel is a little different right. just because of growing up there. Why am I going to leave 15 minutes early? It only takes 12 minutes to get there. Then it goes on to say, the burn through our birthright. I have no clue what our birthright and Nephi and the streets have to do with each other. Um, it's probably too deep for me or something. <laughs> me I too. No, I don't know. I'm sure birthright usually has some religious implication to it. And so I just had a question mark there. One of the reasons I really like this song... I think uh, something that, that made me like it more was the music video they made for CBS Sunday Morning, I think it was, where they're uh, recording in some kind of a pool hall or something. There's a jukebox in the corner, just like it says in the song, and like you see in uh, some of the album trailers and promo pictures where they're, they're standing, you know, it's got the band member standing next to a jukebox. And, you know, with a wood-paneled wall, probably... <laughs> Just that kind of image, whether it has it or not, I'm not sure. But um, in that music video that they uh, they played for CBS Sunday Morning, you can see how much emotion is in his face and in his um, you know in his words when he sings this song. And I think, uh, especially the part that I don't know if this is your favorite part. I don't want to steal your thunder. Here you go. I'll bring it home again if it is. 
So when he gets to the part uh, where he sings, when will I make it home when that jukebox in the corner stops playing country songs of stories that sound like mine? That's my favorite part, uh, one of my favorite parts of the album. And when he gets to that part in that live um, recording, you can just, he like, he grabs onto the microphone and you can see the vein, not the veins, whatever, the, the, the part of his neck that sticks out. And he's just like, he just sings so, with so much emotion. And as he ends that line, um, he grabs his, his, his sweater and he like tugs on it right on his stomach. And it's just, you just see how much emotion's in it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it comes through as much for me on the album as it does in that video to see, you know, he's just like, he's really hitting at home on that part. And, you know, I just love that, that idea. I don't, country songs don't, don't talk to me very much, but I, I understand why a lot of people from Nephi like country music and, and why it would talk to them. But, um, you know, just this, the way he ties together the situation and the setting that he's singing about with, you know, his, his personal connection to music and, uh, that video, I don't know, all those things wrapped together. I just, I love this part of the song. It's my favorite part. Yeah, he's definitely got some passion there. Uh, when we go up earlier, when he's talking about the kids walking, hold, holding hands, walking through the streetlights, uh, it reminded me, a lot of people from Nephi, well, maybe not a lot, but there's a fair amount of people from Nephi. They're kind of that high school flame. Uh, they get married. They've known each other since, you know, elementary school. And uh, it almost goes from, you know, the story when they first met or whatever, what reminds him of these kids in the streetlight is they have this almost this high school puppy love to now they're in the real life and they have real world problems. Uh, something that was a gut punch the first time I heard it was, am I the man of your desire or just a guy from your hometown? And ouch. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> that's just a, I mean, even to think that just have way, to ask that. Yeah. yeah. To have to ask that. It's like, he's got stuck in the sun or hit in the stomach and it's like, am I, what you wanted or was I just convenient or was it just there uh, for me I guess I didn't marry somebody that I knew from high school after hearing that I'm kind of glad I didn't because that would probably go to the back of my mind of like yeah is this just what lined up and it worked out and she didn't have any other options or or what but I, I know uh, my parents I know other people I have friends and family obviously that were from Nephi that knew each other basically most of their life and and just that line of, you know, am I just a guy from your hometown? I thought, man, that is a that is a gut check. I mean, I don't know, even to have to think that, that's uh, probably a couple months of therapy to have to work <laughs> that thing out, depending on what the answer is, you know. So Yeah, it's just a twist on that same, the lyrics from the beginning. Is this the life you chose yourself or just how it ended up? Am I... Am I here you really wanted to end up with, or just, or just who you happened. ended up with? Yeah, yeah. and then uh, what goes on to say that he can vouch for the hopeless dreamer. I thought that was kind of... Uh, Brandon putting himself in the scenario or in the story again that he was kind of, we've seen it in some of the concert videos and things that he's talked about when he left Nephi or whatever. He almost was this dreamer that was going after this goal and he, he can vouch for the guys or for the lady or whoever that has something more than just staying in Nephi, being in this place, being in this town. He can say, you know, I get it, I understand it. I think uh, a lot of this album and a lot of these stories, we've talked, they're probably not biographical and they're just kind of a story about a place that he grew up and, and some things that went on there. Uh, but I think in that spot, he puts himself into the song of, you know, he can he can vouch for it. I think that's Brandon saying, you know, he, he understands that not everyone wants to just be in this small town and living this life, or at least questions. Because I think through this song, Brandon's kind of questioning, had he stayed in Nephi, what would he have been? And kind of the opposite of 
the song is saying, you know, if I'd have left Nephi, what would I have been, or, or whatever. So I think that line, he's just kind of being a little biographical and saying, you know, he can vouch and, and hope, hopefully he's the man that you want him to be and, and goes on from there. But uh, when I heard that, I thought that's, that's Brandon putting himself in that spot. There's another reference here to the, the rubber plant. I spent my best years laying rubber on the factory line. I wonder what I would have been in another life. That's my favorite part. There it is. Um, let me, going back to your talk about country music earlier, I had a few thoughts about the line of uh, when that jukebox in the corner stops playing country songs that sound like mine. I, I was thinking about where in Nephi this jukebox could be <laughs> for the time, and I made a list. Oh, nice. I got, I got a list of places where this man possibly could have been where he was uh, having, uh, I don't know, trying to stay away from his wife, not ready to come home yet. The first, I think the obvious choice would be the bar, which we've talked about in the past, uh, the Salt Creek sports bar at the time. I don't think this would have been behind the shoots honky-tonk bar. <laughs> now, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in there, but I'm thinking with the song and with the context, it might have been referencing there. In town, the only place currently that I could remember with a jukebox would be uh, the one-man band. Oh, nice. Yeah, the one-man band. Or, if we went way back, Ralph's Truck Stop mm -hmm. used to have a jukebox. So, uh, I don't know if there's anywhere else around town that you could think of that had, had that or that could possibly have been. No, I can picture in my mind as a little kid, you know, some of the restaurants somewhere having it, but I can't picture which one it was or, or where it would be. That was, uh, so that was one thing that came to mind. Uh, also, when you were talking about country people, I mean, this is kind of a working class man, uh, kind of go back to the, the Merle Haggards or the Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings type person. He's he's in there, had hard days of work, he's listening to the songs that remind him of himself because he doesn't have an MP3 player to still play in the <laughs> truck on the way home, I guess, and he, he's just not ready to go home and, and deal with what he's uh, going to be dealing with. I guess uh, there's always the possibility that he's got a jukebox in his car and it's the same guy from in the car outside. There you go, maybe it's the eight when tracks. Will I make yeah. it in, when do I make it home when I turn off the jukebox? In my car. In my car, in driving garage. down these sad streets. He's got the cassette player going or something like that. Uh, but my, my favorite part that we were talking about a little earlier, um, that I had a favorite part, was the line, I spent my best years laying rubber in the factory line. I, I've talked about it before, but I just really like, makes me think of like my grandpa, but just a lot of that older generation and those guys that would get up every day, they'd get up early, they'd go do this hard work, and they do it just day in, day out. They didn't really want trophies or like, to be acknowledged, and uh, I, I just really like that. I think that kind of sums up Nephi to me in a lot of ways. It's just uh, good guys, good gals, but they're just hardworking people. They're not there for, you know, praise. TMZ's never going to come track them down and say, how many uh, feet of hose did you, did you run today or how many days without an injury or whatever. But uh, to me, it just just that visualization to me of, like, this old um, – Older generation just going to work and, and doing the hard work and coming home and spending time with the family. I know it's not glorified in this song necessarily, but uh, I just like that. And uh, when my grandpa passed away, I put that something up on uh, our Facebook of a picture of him on the factory line. That just that line that was right about when the album came out. A little after that, just clicked with me on that one. So that's probably my favorite line in the in the album, and that that would be why the rubber plant is called Nephi Rubber Products NRP, or at least it was. Now it's Jones. NRP or something. So in, in the Desperate Thing, he talks about, or uh, Terrible Thing, he talks about the Jones' rubber plant, and here he, he mentions the rubber on the factory line. 
I don't know, at some point I thought how funny it was that there's songs about NRP on an album that also has interviews from NPR. <laughs> and NPR's a little bit more famous, but hopefully the rubber plant gets some more gets some more love now that it gets some love. I, mentioned I, also, the album. I also got that hat we need to figure out how to give away. I got all these prizes, all these <laughs> things I want to give away to people. And I just can't, we can't figure it all out yet. Or need them to participate, something like that. So if you want an NRP Jones uh, rubber plant hat, um, let me know how I should give that away, and uh, we'll go from there. I would love it to get, love to get it to somebody from the UK, but whatever. I'd love UK. What I really want here, I want somebody that's going to killer shows to have it. I don't want somebody that will never go see him live or, or whatever. I want you to be front row when Brandon sings a song like this and he looks down and he sees you're wearing an NRP Jones, an NRP hat, and he knows... I mean, everyone that's been in Nephi knows what that is. He'll know the logo, and he'll say, that's the guy. I know, or, you know, that's that's a fan. Anyone that has that hat, you know. I want to get, get you backstage. Maybe he'll, you know, sign your, your T-shirt. He'll sign your hat. I don't know. I want this to get you backstage at a killer show. So we need a diehard fan that needs this hat. Yeah, can you imagine getting your picture taken at a meet and greet with that hat on? And, you know, he'd have to say something about it. Yeah, he can just be like, oh, yeah, you're probably just from Nephi. <laughs> you're over here in, in the UK or back here, wherever you're at. But uh, that's Sorry, how I got I, I say we should get it to somebody in the UK, but you're the one that's got to ship it to him. So. I'll ship it worldwide. <laughs> we just need to figure this one out. We need um, we'll that up shares here. or subscribers. I also have... I'll tip my hat a little more. I know we have a CD giveaway that we're almost to. I have uh, some Brandon Flowers signed uh, CDs. So I also was planning on giving those away. But I can't get to B or C until we get to A. So right. you folks need to help us out. Let's get, get some listeners. Right? Let's grow this show. Let's get some reviews. Now Spotify is taking, uh, I think they're calling them reviews or something like that, too. You can you can recommend or do something on Spotify. So there's opportunity for you non-Apple people out there to participate, too. So do it. That's yeah. We got we got to get this hat to somebody, somebody deserving. Well, one more thing I wanted to mention. Uh, there's a few songs, previous Killer songs that that fall in with, in another life. One of them is, "Have all the songs been written?" And there's four lines from that. It says, "Have all the songs been written? Have all your needs been met? Have all these years been worth it? Or am I the great regret?" You know, I think it falls right in with where he's asking, "Am I?" The man of your desire, just a guy from your hometown. I really like how he says, have all these years been worth it? In reference to the fact, or to the line, I spent my best years laying rubber on the factory line. Have all these years been worth it doing that? Uh, where he says, I wonder what I would have been in another life. I think about that in terms of the work that he's doing at the rubber plant. and thinking about, in my life, what I, the work that I do isn't who I am. It's just what I do. And... So, in, in a way, what you would have been in another life is potentially, you know, unless you have something life-altering, hugely life-altering, like you become a multimillionaire rock star. That would be definitely change who you are, I think. It would be hard not to have that change who you are, but, you know, when I change jobs, it doesn't change who I am. It just changes what I do. So, um, sometimes I think it's, it's easy to think the grass is greener on the other side, but... You don't necessarily change, that doesn't necessarily change your yeah, it's life. It's kind of fun to see it from the other side, because uh, a lot of the times it's people like, well, if I won the lottery, I'd do this, or if I was a, you know, if I had made it big, if coach had put me in, Uncle Rico, whatever, uh, <laughs> we took, you know, but it's good to see it from uh, a rock star perspective of, you know, I, what if I wasn't a rock star, what would my life be, 
almost the opposite effect that he can see the contrast of this is who I am. I followed it. I'm I'm this now. But what would have happened had I not done that? And uh, it's also I like how you bring out in previous Killer songs. Uh, a lot of people didn't didn't like this album or old Killer fans. You'd see like, oh, I didn't really get into it because you know I don't like it. It's not the old Killers or whatever. The lyrics are pretty similar to Killer's lyrics. The music's definitely different, but uh, like you've said in a few episodes and stuff, the thoughts and ideas really relate and go back to other previous uh, songs and ideas that, that have always been shared. It's just kind of the tempo or how they're presented is a little different in this record, but I don't think it's way off base from, from other... I mean, you're relating it right in with these songs, so I, I, that's kind of interesting to me. Some of these other ones that I found that I hadn't really thought about before until I, I tried to think of these lyrics in terms of other killer songs and the one that you know the other song on pressure machine says ain't nothing wrong with working class i think that that sums it up for me um there's a lyric in the song caution that says it's some kind of sin to live your whole life on a might have been this whole song to me is a might have been what what would my life have been in in another life and the thing that i come away with from this song is just being happy with the life you've chosen. There's always something you could have done different, but there's nothing wrong with a Nephi life. There's nothing wrong with a hardworking life of, you know, a committed job, even though, you know, it might not be the best job in the world uh, or what you wanted to end up doing. There's a lot of hardworking people in the world. Just just because they work in a, in a hardworking job doesn't mean that they can't be happy or, you know, that their life is less or they could have had a better life. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think... You don't want to live your life. It's a sin to live your whole life on a might have been. Pick what you want to do, be committed to it, and uh, you can have a happy life no matter what you're doing. I don't think you're going to find happiness in the car outside or at the local hero sports bar or wondering, you know, somewhere away from home thinking you don't want to go back because you're too busy chilling to country songs. But, <laughs> you know, you can find happiness in, in whatever, you, uh, whatever you choose, I think, and... I, that's the main point for me is don't worry too much about the what ifs. Um, you can find happiness doing uh, almost anything you choose. Well, if we learn anything from the song, there's there's what ifs on on all the sides, and uh, it, it you can just kill yourself with a what if. What if I had dated this girl instead of that girl? What if I had married instead of whatever? If I moved here, took this job, did that, and like you like the song said, it's a sin to to live your life that way. Just enjoy the moment. Uh, you do not. Uh, whether it's a hard labor job or it's a fancy artsy job, whatever you're doing an honest day's work, you're you're earning money, you're bringing home a wage, you're providing for a family. Uh, that's that's the American dream. That's what everyone's out to do. That's that's the purpose of life to some extent. At least that's what we're told. I don't know. That's a whole other podcast probably too. But there's nothing wrong with that, like you're saying, and and uh, like Brandon sharing there. So I think it might be a little autobiographical about oh what would happen if I did it this way or that way. But ultimately, you know, you gotta be content and happy with the life you're living. Yeah, and the last, the last uh, previous song I want to bring up was "Deadlines and Commitments." He says, "There's something to be said for pushing through. We'd never ride on horses that discourage you." I don't know what that means, but it definitely sounds like a pressure machine's uh, lyric. Pushing through, to me, the whole song, that entire song, is about deadlines and commitments. There's something to be said for being willing to punch the clock and provide. I think I've covered that <laughs> covered that enough, but I, it was fun to see that in a couple of other songs to see lyrics that relate to this topic and to you know the Nephi type 
references that we see in Pressure Machine. Yeah, I definitely think there's like a puzzle coming together, and we were like, where was Nephi in this puzzle? But now that we got the Nephi pieces, it's like, oh, it was here all along, or yeah, something like that. Start to see all the other pieces and how they all together, huh? All right, Jimmy. Anything else? That's it. Well, that's another episode down from Lonely Town.